Welcome to Dropping the Gloves, the official podcast of HockeyFights.com. Do you ever get sick of me talking about HockeyFights.com, Tim? Never, ever. I still go every day. Honestly, I go quite a bit, too. And I'm not just saying this because we're paired up with them. It's just a great website. It really is. I love it. And I, I, I'm i going to be a little narcissistic. I like watching me some me. I do. Sometimes I just pull up my fight when I'm in a bad mood. You know what one of my favorite fights is? Of yours? Yeah. That I like uh, just, to watch. You, you probably don't. Justin Johnson. You know what? I don't like watching that one. And it's always a prompt. Whenever I'm on YouTube, I like listening to the Toby Keith channel on YouTube. And I always get prompted to watch that fight and the Colt Nor fight. And I'm like, I don't want to watch those fights. Those are my favorite ones. So the Justin Johnson fight, let me just break it down. We tried to get him on the show. It's, it's not going to happen. It's gonna, it is going to happen. It Since is going to happen. I still talk to him time and time. We're, we're gonna, it's going to happen. I've never talked to the kid. I don't think it's going to happen. He lives in Alaska. They, uh, the time change, I think, is 15 hours. It has to be because we're, we, we can never get a time frame to, to get on the show. So it was the last game of the regular season, this, this, this fight. And I had no idea he was even going to play. I go into warm-ups, and I know who he is because I played against him in college, and he was just big moose in college. I didn't know he was like this insane fighter in the AHL for years and just like tore through this the league, and everyone was afraid of him. And they had him. I was more concerned about Brett Gallant because Gallant was in the lineup as well. So everyone was like, Gallant, 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 because he always had the highlight punches and the highlight fights on hockey fights where you check it out and be like, this guy eats 17 punches and he gives out five, and the guy just – he dies. So I was concerned about Gallant that game. They were obviously with the Islanders. It's the last game of the regular season. He's stretching at the center ice line, like, like a boss, like the fighters are supposed to, which I never did, by the way, I just thought it was silly. I'm like, I, I don't need to stretch that much. I want to go around and rip some shots top shelf. This is my chance to be on the ice. I'm not going to sit at center <laughs> ice and like just play tough guy stare with the other tough guy. It just didn't make sense to me. So he was literally straddling the red line, like one leg on his side and the other leg on our side. And I was like, Justin, Ooh. Hey man, what's up? He's like, can't do that. Cool? And I was just like, I know him. I was like, Hey man, how's it going? Long time. No see. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, we're going to go tonight. And he did it in a friendly fashion. And I was like, no, no, we're not. Like it's the last game of the regular season. It's your first game ever. Like, I do not want to fight. And he's like, come on, man, you got to give me one. And I was like, no, 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 I don't. I was like, can you just like, no, we're not going to. So then I skated away. And that was the end of the conversation. I left that interaction saying, we're not fighting. It's not going to happen. And so obviously first shift, their coach puts their line out there. And my coach taps me because it's the fourth line. I go out and he starts slashing my shin pads and giving me the glove tats, shakes and just embarrassing me. I'm at home. I'm like, fine, like, let's go. And I drop my gloves and I'm like, I don't know what to expect. I didn't want to be there. And I give him a few little tight punches inside. And then he just unloads a left and it hits me in the shoulder and I go off balance. And then he unloads another left and I just am gone. 
like on my on my tea kettle just sitting there and i was dazed i I get up i'm just smiling i'm like not bad man like he buried me absolutely buried me and i was i should i probably should have left the game because i must i I think i had a concussion but i finished up that game i think i got was plus one we won the game but i it it was a bad i was like are they going to resign me is this going to affect my offseason standings because I just get beat up by this random guy the last game of the season? Is anyone ever going to see this because it was Buffalo, the Islanders, the last game of the year? Everyone's getting ready for playoffs. Luckily, no one saw it or cared about it. I re-signed in Buffalo, and it, everything was fine. But, yeah, I was like, bro, like, not cool. I actually asked Gallant to fight later in that game, and he said no. He fought Zenon Kanapka, who was probably two bottles of wine deep at that point and he just <laughs> beat him up so it was fine but yeah justin johnson i don't know how we get on that tangent tim anyways i don't either but hockeyfights.com check it out hockey fight. yeah anyway so there's more important things to talk about game one of the stanley cup finals is in the books and boy uh, my my initial reaction tim and we talked about this before we came out in the air was it was honestly a little boring of a game and that that was and I'm not taking anything away from these two teams, but it was there was scrums, there was hits, there was physical play, but for whatever reason, I was just like I wasn't very I don't know. I just wasn't into the game. And maybe it's because I'm not a fan of either team. I didn't have a dog in the race, but I just left the game. I was like, that was, you know, that was an okay game. I wanted more from a Stanley Cup final game one matchup. And I, I, maybe that goes with them not being able to play each other all year. There's no animosity. There's no rivalry. They're kind of feeling each other out. I don't know. But with that being said, there was a lot of good hockey that was played. There's a lot of interesting storylines. It was a very interesting game. And Tampa Bay, they, they really had their game plan set. They dominated this game from start to finish. I don't think Montreal did anything that surprised Tampa Bay. I don't think Tampa Bay ever looked up once and said, okay, we're in trouble. This is a team that we did not plan for. I don't think they were surprised by Montreal. And I think Tampa Bay is a better team. I was a bit surprised by how inefficient Montreal was. Um, I was a bit surprised by how good Kucherov was. And we'll touch on all this. Tim, what do you, what was your takeaway from that first game? I thought it was a little boring too or at least it didn't feel like a stanley cup final game right like it didn't feel like the energy the excitement the just the the moment you know it just it just wasn't there for me and maybe it's like you said i'm not a huge fan of either team i'm rooting for montreal my my big question is like is this are are you taking away from game one you know what tampa is just that much better and they're going to run over this team and that was just a big statement game from them or you know what hey it's just game one back tonight Montreal could easily even this up and anything could happen from here. Like which, which way are you leaning more? I want to lean towards it was just one game because the Habs, they're a young team. Their, their whole first line is just so fresh and their first line really did get, you know, they, they took them behind the woodshed and gave, did a number on them like that Kucha. And we'll talk about this in a second. I don't want to get too hard far ahead of myself, but I think it's going to be one, one game thing. And I think Montreal will come back. They'll answer the bell. They, they have a good team. I think they'll figure out systems. They need to figure out a way to shut down that Kucha offline. I obviously, they, they really lost the battle when it comes to line changes. And we talked about it before last game, this game will be decided by if Kucherov can get going. And if he can get away from that Gallagher to know, like in line, and he didn't see them at all. 
it, it, it was a masterful job getting them out against. I thought they were going to try to match him up against another line. They threw him out against the Caulfield Suzuki to, to Foley line. And they completely not only erased Montreal's top offensive line, they had those guys dash nine for the night. So that means they scored three goals versus their first line. And I was worried Kucherov wasn't even going to play. And then he steps up and he he is I, I have a hard time like putting into words how good Nikita Kucherov is. Like Tim, he gets his 30th point last game in what is it, 17, 18 games, something silly like that. He became the third player all time to get 30 points in back to back play back to back playoff runs of all time. Like there have been star players who have had long playoff runs in numerous like Sidney Crosby. They've won multiple cups in multiple years. He has never put up 30 points in back-to-back playoff runs. The only other guys who have done it, uh, you could guess, it's 99 and 66. So for him to join that company, it's it's pretty scary what he's doing. Like, it, And it's no secret. If you can shut down Nikita Kucherov, you have a very good chance of beating this Tampa Bay team. And they can't do it. He comes off an injury. He puts up two goals, one assist. I, I, he's not even 100%. And he's just making the Montreal Canadiens look silly. It's amazing how good he is. I don't know. What do you think we're overblowing this, you know, Kucherov train that we're on right now? Because the guy's unbelievable. I still can't wrap my head around how he can sit out the whole season and then get off the couch. And now he's the leading scorer in the playoffs by, by a healthy margin. Like he's going to beat the next closest guy, which is going to be his line mate in Braden Point by 10 points when this is all said and done. And they're on the same line. It's insane, Tim, what he's doing. It's honestly insane. Do you think Richardson, who's the the interim coach for the Habs, do you think he was that was a misjudgment by him to put Suzuki's line out against them? Or do you think he was trying to get to know and just couldn't do it because of the line changes? There's no way he wanted Suzuki's line versus Kucherov. And I said it before, the, the, the line change, the home ice advantage is going to be huge. If Deneau is out versus that line, I think it's a different game. Those guys are so good at getting in your face. They're taking away space. They're really, really good at just being in your in your hands, and you can't do anything. But Caulfield's not good at that. Suzuki's not good at that. Toffoli's not good at that. Those are offensive guys. They need the puck. They want space. They're not used to being a checker trying to go at Kucherov and take away his space. They're like, okay, we need to get the puck so we can get going. That's not the type of guy you want to play against that line. And it's not just Kucherov. Like Andre Pilat was really good. He was all over the ice last game. Braden Point was just his same self. Andre Pilat is a heck of a hitter. I had like I knew he could hit. He buried some guys last game. Ben Chirot, he absolutely destroyed him in the corner one time. And Chirot came up, his helmet was all a bobblehead helmet. Helmet comes. What do you think of this rule where you lose the helmet, you got to get off the ice? Doesn't this doesn't that feel junior ish? I don't. Yeah, like I had it. never. I had never heard that before because we've seen guys like finish their shift without a helmet. Is that a brand new thing? I don't remember that. It's, it, I, I would say within the last few years, it, it's been a rule. And I don't, it's a terrible rule. Because what if Sherratt loses his helmet there? He has to leave the ice. He's in the D zone. Tampa Bay scores. It's like, come on, you guys. Like, get your act. This word. It's the big leagues here. Like, I, I don't understand that rule. I don't get it at all. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't like it. The other thing, too, is how good Vasilevsky looked. I mean, yeah, the Montreal didn't get, like, a ton of high opportunity chances, but the he was just like a machine out there, like I said last show. And in, in the one goal they did have, 
deflected twice. It was like a ping pong ball. So he was really not even ever really beaten that game. And no one, no one's saving that shot. So clearly he's a better goalie than Price in game one. Well, do you think Price should have had any of those goals? Like Tampa Bay had a ping pong goal as well. They had the, a couple snipes. There wasn't a goal where I was like, oh, Carrie, you should have had that. Carey hey, did play well, but he, he, it, that's hard to say when you let up five goals. It really is. I don't know. It, I just think top to bottom, Tampa Bay played really, really well. Victor Hedden was in the rush. Sergachev looked like he had a little chip on his shoulder all game long. I just read an article about him about how – he loves playing under Ryan McDonough and Victor Hedman, and they completely changed the game. He used to be a guy who used to skate around looking for offense only, and they pulled him aside. Cooper pulled him aside, and he, they basically challenged him. They said, listen, you can't be this player. You're not good enough to be just an offensive skilled player. You have to have defense responsibilities. You have to stay home. And when you got Victor Hedman and Ryan McDonough, who people don't understand how good Ryan McDonough is, those two guys telling you, you have to be a defensive defenseman first and take care of your own end. That's a pretty big statement. Like you're, this is a Norris trophy winning guy who puts up insane amount of points. And he's telling you, you have to take care of your own zone first. And most guys would be like, yeah, fine, whatever. And go out and not change their game. And they didn't, they'd end up being like a Shane Goshesberg or Victor meat who kind of flame out because they don't want to change their game. He took that to heart and he changed his game and he it's insane how physical he is. I love watching him play. He's a fun player to watch out there. His helmet's always a mess. He's chirping everybody. He's just getting in people's faces. He's running Gallagher's show at this point. Gallagher's doing his best to kind of get in there and change the momentum. Sergachev had an inf- a fantastic game. He gets one assist. He's plus, I don't know what his plus was. He was very effective. And when you look at Tampa Bay's defense, like we did last show, they outplayed Montreal's defense hands down. Like they're really, really strong. Chernak gets to goal. Hedman's always up in the play. McDonough's playing well. Like you throw in Sergachev. And was it you? But did I notice Merrill and Gustafson? They're, they don't belong out there. Yeah, I saw Merrill get scored on. Uh, maybe second or third goal from Tampa. And they're, they're just a liability. And I don't like dumping on defensemen because they know it's a very hard position and they're put in a hard spot when they're just thrown in when those guys need a break, a breather. And it's just like the other team's just licking their chops when those guys come on the ice. And Gustafson, poor Gustafson, he doesn't play much. I think he played eight, nine minutes. Three of them were on the power play. And it's like you're expecting this guy to sit on the bench cold, not being in the play, not feeling the puck, and you throw him out on the power play. And it's like, oh, man, obviously he's not going to succeed. He has no time on the ice to get the flow of the game, the feel of the puck, and you're asking him to go out there and make plays and try to, you know, be offensive. It's a no-win situation for him. So, I don't know, Montreal needs to – you can't just throw those guys out there. You can't. You either have to just dress 4D. I don't know. It's a tough situation. Like, I'm going to keep going back to Chicago where we really did this system. They They went to 5D for a time where I just sat and I was, I was okay with it. You know, my D partner, I think at the time was, uh, gosh, what might've been Sean O'Donnell. They just, they just rotated five D and it was okay. And I would, I would get in every once in a while in the first period when someone needed a break and that was fine with me. I was still playing, but I knew those guys were better than I was. And I just kind of go for it, fellas, go win the game. And it worked. It worked to a certain extent, but you can't just, I don't know. Tampa Bay is very strong, Tim. They have a very good goaltender. Their defense are incredible. And they just outplayed him. But I, I'm hoping for a different result tonight because if this goes four, it's going to be it's, – it's not good for the NHL if this goes four. 
It really isn't. They lost some key marquee matchups coming into this series with Vegas. Vegas Tampa Bay would have been a sexy matchup. Everybody would have pumped it. The USA market would have been on fire for it. No one wants to see Montreal Tampa Bay. No offense. There's a there's a few small markets, but if this goes four, it's going to be terrible for Gary Batman. You mentioned Gallagher too. Like he feel like he was kind of get, getting into antics all night, trying to push Hedman around, trying to push Sergachev around. And obviously, you saw him all bloodied up when uh, I think it was Sergachev who brought him down like that. Coleman, I think, was it Coleman? Yeah. So, what, yep. what do you think of his antics all night? I don't. It's it's funny. You know what I mean? Like he he's trying what he can to to turn the tide. Obviously, Montreal was they were not playing well. They were getting outplayed, and he's trying to do whatever he can to sway the momentum, but he's just, he's, he can't do it. And everyone thinks Tampa Bay has this, you know, they're an offensive team. They just go to get up and down the ice. They're so high scoring. You think Montreal's defense is big. Go look at Tampa Bay's defense. Like they're huge. Hedman six, six, Chernak six, seven, Sergachev is six, three, McDonough six, one, six, two, like they're big boys. Then you got Savard who's built like a, brick blank house the guy's wider than he is tall like he's huge and i still don't know anything about ruka he's is tall too is he yeah like they're they're massive you're, you're going into the forest when you go in front of the net with these guys so <laughs> the the fact that gallagher even tries is great but it was funny he goes in there he pokes the goalie he pokes vasilevsky he just gets destroyed he comes up i f- listen i feel for brendan he's got a terrible hairline and he's got some receding hair in the back. That's exactly how my hair looks. It looks okay when it's dry. As soon as you get your hair sweaty, it makes everything look way worse. You, you notice the bald spot in the back. The widow's peak comes out even stronger. The poor guy had his helmet off all night. And he's it's not a good look. It's not a good look. And he's trying his best. His line mates aren't coming in. You think Dano's coming in, firing? Hey, you guys, stop that. You think Lycanen's already changing it up? Like, there's the one fight I am excited to see, and I want this to happen, and I hope it's not another dud. Like, we saw, gosh, who was it where everyone was excited to see him? It was Maroon and somebody. It was just a Martin. Martin. It's Josh Anderson and Pat Maroon. They were jawing at each other a little bit. I thought they were going to go. I want Josh Anderson to just start the chainsaw on Pat Maroon. I don't like the way Pat Maroon wears his visor. I think his hair is too slick back. I like Josh Anderson. I want him to just just bury Pat Maroon for whatever reason. I'm sure Pat Maroon's a great guy. I'm sure he's an awesome dude in the offseason. I don't like his visor. I don't think he needs to wear a visor. I think he would be grandfathered in because he's, you know, he's had enough games. I think all you had to have was like 75 games before the new rule came into existence and you don't have to wear a visor. I just want that to happen, and I want it to be good. That's what I'm excited for more than anything, Tim. That one fight, but I don't think Anderson's going to do it because he's too important to that team. And how Pat about Maroon this? Doesn't play anymore. Late game, you got a power play. You're up five to one, and Tampa put five forwards on the ice. What? What's the strategy there? Why do that? You know, the announcers. The announcers like this decision. You know, Eddie O, who I, I love and respect, this guy. I consider him a good friend. He was like, "Oh, they're sending a message." You know, you, you take advantage of us, and we're going to put five forwards out. And they scored. Stamkos had a heck of a shot. But um, I don't like it. There's there's so much more risk than a reward at that situation. And just say you go out, you put Kucherov. If I'm Shea Weber, 
I am absolutely two by fouring Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, Kucherov, any chance I get at that point. The game is already out of hand. You guys are going to win, and you're trying to embarrass us just because maybe we, we went a little bit too far in a scrum. I'm, I'm, any chance I get, I'm taking liberties on Kucherov and Stamkos. Why not? And if I'm Cooper, what good comes from this? In all honesty, though, you're in the Stanley Cup Finals. Do you think us scoring another goal is going to make them go, ooh, you know what, you guys? We shouldn't even bother. They scored their fifth goal. Series is like they've already made the statement that they're the better team this game. I don't think getting another goal is going to change what's going to happen next game or send a message. Maybe he was trying to get his power play going. Maybe he wanted them to, you know, feel good about going into the next game. Maybe that does not outweigh the fact that if someone gets hurt, instead of answering questions at the end of the night, how good you played and how well you managed your lines and matched them up, you're answering a question. Why did you have Kucherov out there in the last couple minutes of the game when you're already up and he's injured and he gets hurt and now he's done for the season? And it's a completely different series now. It just – there's so many more negatives that can happen just by maybe getting a power play goal and embarrassing the munch. I don't know. You probably love it, millennial. No, I didn't love it. I, I, well, I mean, I, I think I understood it a little bit more, though. It seemed like they were probably trying to demoralize the Habs and, and specifically Price, right? Like, as if they weren't enough already, but saying, like, hey, we can pretty much score at will now, and we're doing it again. And that's, I don't know, just that, especially that late goal. Like, you've been in games. Like, losing is one thing, but and then losing, like, getting scored on again in the final minutes feels like you lost all over again. Uh, it can feel that way. So, yeah, I, I don't hate the move by them. It felt like a little bit of just, just asserting, asserting their dominance, and obviously they executed on it as well. So they certainly, like you mentioned, these teams don't know each other as much. They haven't played each other all season. If there wasn't hatred before, I think there's going to be hatred now. I think like I think you're going to see a much more chippy game, a much more involved game from those those scrum type of players like Gallagher and Perry and Maroon and the, you know Coleman. Those guys I think will probably have – more to do tonight. They'll have more extracurricular activities. At least I hope they do. Because I think I, I'm hoping for a much tighter game, a much closer game. But I, I, I don't know that Montreal can win tonight. Well, I mean, they, they can win. I don't know if they will. But I, I, it's not going to be another blowout. I think we see like a three to two game, something like that. And hopefully just give them enough momentum to go home and, and feel better about themselves when they you know head back to Montreal for game three. Well, now they will win because we all think the series is over. <laughs> yeah. You know, we gave them too much, too much props. Their head got a little too big and now they're going to win. And it's going to be like, wait a minute, what? So there, there are some scenarios. It'll be a different lineup for Montreal. I think like we talked about not having Joel Armia on your fourth line was, it was a big loss for them. So he'll be back. He's, he's out of COVID protocol. He almost played last game, but I don't know if the test results didn't come back in time or whatever. He'll be back. They'll have their head coach back. DeHarnay is going to be back. So that not that that's going to change anything like systems wise, but it'll be a nice boost for them to have him back in the locker room. The guys like him. He'll give a nice rousing pregame speak. Luke Richardson doesn't seem like the type of guy who's a rah, rah guy. He's the type of a guy who's like, I'm going to kill you if you don't play well. Like he's, he's a very like old school type of coach, but DeHarnay, it'll be nice having him back in Tampa Bay. They might be without Killorn. He had an epic shot block on Shea Weber near the end of the game. He hobbled off the ice. We'll see. He, he'll be back. Like, there's no way he's not going to play. So he's day-to-day. He's going to play. Kucherov is going to play. Tampa Bay's lineup is going to be the same. The one thing I wanted to touch on, what you were saying with Montreal getting in their faces, Perry, Gallagher, these types of players, the amazing thing about Tampa Bay, they're ready for it. They're fully prepared to just – 
deal with any kind of scrum. They have a very, very, they could give it back to you as well. That one line with Coleman, Gord, and Barkley Goodrow, those guys are, are worse than Montreal is. Every scrum, Gord is giving it to whoever he's going against. Like they're kind of pests themselves. They have just as many guys who can get in Montreal's face and do just as worse stuff. So we'll see what, and then Ben Sherratt said, you know, we're playing a heavy game. It's going to wear on them by the end of the series. Tampa Bay's playing a pretty heavy game too. So uh, if you're banking on your heavy game, taking a toll on Montreal by game four or five, I don't like where you're putting all your chips on the table. You should, and I know he has to say that, you know, you have to hang your hat on something after getting wiped out five to one. Hopefully they can go back. They can make some lineup changes. They can make some game plan changes. And they can have a better result because I, th- I think we all deserve a better series, but it would be nice if this was a series that we can enjoy. Because when you look at I don't want to beg on Montreal, they're an amazing story, but when you look at the teams that were in the playoffs, they were the 18th best seed in the playoffs. And only 16 teams made the playoffs, Tim. So there was two teams that were better than them that didn't make the playoffs. So, or maybe one, the 17th team. There was one team that was better than them in the regular season. It doesn't say a lot for the NHL when you have a team that should not have made the playoffs, but made the playoffs based on their division setup, and now they're in the Stanley Cup Finals. So maybe it does say a lot about the parity and how good it is and how it's a great great setup where anybody can make a run, just like that Cinderella Philadelphia Flyers team. They didn't win the Cup, but they or the LA Kings team that won the Cup, and they were the eighth seed. They were like the first eighth seed to win the Cup, and it was just a great run. They only lost three games in the whole playoff run, and it was fantastic. It was Jonathan Quick's coming out party. But anyways, it's going to be exciting. Army will be back. Killorn might be out. That'll be a big blow if he's out. That'll you know, a big blow to the second line. That line played well. Tyler Johnson played well. Tampa Bay played well across the board. I think that was one of their better games. Montreal answer back. Carey Price will have a better game. Or does Carey Price take the night off? And they like Jake Allen get in the net. I don't, yeah, right. I okay. I'm teasing. Not a chance. That's, how, that's how I know it's time for the show to end. It's it's time. But I think it'll be a different game. I think Montreal answers the bell. I think Montreal comes out with a better decision. It's going to be 1-1 series after this game. I hope. I hope. I think they need to work on their line matchups. Maybe DeHarnay. What You it's know what we used to Ducharme. do? One more thing. Ducharme. DeHarnay. I don't care. Um, what we used to do, and this works well, is you put a guy from each line out. So just say you want Caulfield, Suzuki, Toffoli out. You put Caulfield, Toffoli, and you put Denoa as their centerman. So you have both lines out there. And the other coach has to make a decision. He's like, okay, am I going to play my first line or my, my third line? And then whatever line you put out there, you get a quick change. And you t- instead of getting a full-scale change, having that one guy out there makes a huge difference. He can pressure the defenseman so they can't go right up. It wouldn't be a bad play to do that. You know, instead of just putting all three, put two and then one, and then you make the change right after. But it only works if it's in the neutral zone or the offensive zone. It doesn't work in the D zone because once you get hemmed in, you're hemmed in. It doesn't matter. But anyways, Tim, that's enough. Let's watch the game tonight. We'll have some fun. We'll see everybody on Friday. Cheers, everybody. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. 